Welcome to the Health Leaders Podcast, the place for peer-sourced and solution-focused insights for healthcare executives, with new episodes airing every Tuesday. My name is Eric Wicklund, and I'm the Technology and Innovation Editor here at Health Leaders. Today, we're talking to Marcus Perez, President of Altera Digital Health, a company known for its Sunrise EHR, as well as TouchWorks and DB Motion. Uh, the company has partnered with some high-profile health systems recently, like Northwell, Phoenix Children's, and Sarasota Memorial, as well as some international clients like Sheba and South Australia Health. And we're going to get into that now about the company. Uh, hello, Marcus. Hi, how are you, Eric? Good to see you. I am fine. Thanks very much for joining us today. Well, happy to be here. Excited to talk to you. Okay, well, let's 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 get into this. As Altera Digital Health gains momentum in the market, what has been your guiding mission and vision? Well, it's an interesting question, Eric. Right, we're not really a, an IT company. We're a healthcare company. That's the way we view ourselves since the day we bought these assets from Allscripts. Uh, and as a healthcare company, our job is to serve, right? And our job is to provide the best products and services possible for those who are providing care. That's the mission. I'm just an ex-Army guy. Uh, I see things as uh, mission-driven, and our mission is to help uh, clinicians provide great care. Okay, could you tell me a little bit about some of the products that Altera uh, offers? Sure. Well, you mentioned Sunrise, uh, which is a um, hospital health system, EHR. We also have Paragon, which you didn't mention, which is also a hospital uh, and health system, EHR. TouchWorks is an EHR for uh, large physician practices in the ambulatory space. Uh, DB Motion is really um, what I would call a uh, a data aggregator that helps uh, exchange information. It's vendor agnostic. Any EHR, right, doesn't really matter. Um, and then we have a hosting business where we can uh, host our clients. We have a managed services business where we can provide any sort of back office IT support. And in some instances, that goes all the way up to having the CIO uh, of a health system as our employee uh, who runs the organization from an IT perspective. Um, uh, we also have a bunch of products that are still really, really uh, useful. Uh, things like Star that we bought uh, as part of the acquisition that were bought years and years ago. They're still, uh, I visited a client in uh, Atlanta at one point and their CFO said, uh, this is right after the acquisition, I don't care what you do, but please don't take away Star from us. So we we have those uh, products, which is in our business unit called Ventus. Uh, so it, it's we we've broken into 10 business units across the world. We have a business unit in Asia Pacific. Uh, because we do have Singhal, South Australia, some large clients in that space. Uh, we also have a, a MEA business unit. We have several clients in uh, in the NHS and then uh, in Canada, where we have uh, several provinces that use our EHR. Okay. Um, could you share with us uh, how you're investing in your clients and products? And, and what is the practical progress approach that you've taken as president? Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, when you're in a service uh, oriented business, the first thing you have to do is understand how you're doing from the client's perspective. We can think that we're doing great uh, or we can think that, you know, the next shiny object we want to develop is going to be going to change the world. But that's not really how it works. Right. We're primarily focused on understanding what our clients need, what we're maybe coming up short on and fixing that. 
as priority number one, and then focusing on what they need to do their jobs better, faster, more efficiently, and investing in that. Right now, that investment is really focused on the core products and making them uh, easier to use, easier to understand. We we obviously just did upgrades in our domestic market across all of our clients for the Cures Act. Uh, that was a pretty heavy lift. Uh, and now what we're trying to do is roll out improvements to that uh, version of the product monthly so that they're easy to consume and deliver uh, value each time. So that's really, you know, ultimately in any business, I don't really care what it is, your uh, your measure of success is really around what your clients think. And if your clients think you're responsive and they think you're there to in the foxhole with them trying to serve, then that's a good thing. And if they don't think that, doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> um, yeah, the HR market is, is is quite an interesting market. It's 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 evolved a long way from the uh, uh, the legacy platforms we remember from geez, a couple decades ago. How do you see EHR? How do you see Altera evolving EHRs? Yeah. So look, at, at the end of the day, it's about data, right? So I think. No EHR, including ours, gets it right today when it comes to following the patient on their journey, right? Their healthcare journey. You know, so I think I'm the typical, I'm almost 56, uh, typical, you know, sort of consumer in the healthcare market. If I get, you know, very sick, I go to a hospital. But I also have a primary care physician. I had a, I have a history of blood clots. I have to go to the hematologist every once in a while. Because of my history, uh, I banged a helicopter on the ground once when I was a helicopter pilot in the Army, so I've got wonky back. I go to get physical therapy. I get acupuncture. I, I do all these things, right, to try to stay as healthy as possible. None of that information would make it into the EHR today in any EHR. It just doesn't, right? And so if I get hit by a bus going to get the mail – uh, when I get treated at the hospital, they won't know about my history of blood clots. They won't know about all the other things I do to try to stay healthy, which is a determinant in what kind of care I get. So where are we headed? Like, I think we have to find a path over the next multiple years. This isn't a revolution. It's an evolution. And I think we have to continue to evolve our products in a way that allows that data to flow regardless of what system you're using, right? There are some EHR vendors in the market who you must use only their stuff, their modules, their thing. Like, and while I can appreciate why, really that's just an investment thing. Uh, I think for us, it's how do we make healthcare, how do we improve healthcare steadily? And the way to do that is sharing and aggregating data and then leveraging that data with AI, machine learning, other things, to help clinicians make great decisions at the right time, the right place, right? And if you don't have the data at the right place, the right time to make the right decision, then then we're really missing the mark. Uh, now, how do you get from where we are today to that? Uh, same way you eat an elephant, one bite at a time. Yeah, yeah. You had mentioned the Cures Act before, and that's uh, a lot of that is interoperability and seamless data exchange and and the, the elimination of silos all the, the favorite pet phrases and terms right now that we're going through. It's, it, it, it really is a challenge now for, uh, for a company to, 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 yeah. to, to map out that, that, that pattern, that pathway. <laughs> well, I think that everybody talks about it, right? Yeah. We could play buzzword bingo, if you like. Uh, I've got some 
I've got some cards. Oh, um, yeah. I did that at the last health conference with Tefka and, and, and all that. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but the reality is, while we all like to talk about those buzzwords, what's actually being done? And why did we need the federal government to weigh in and mandate FIRE R4 and some other things to force everybody to share data? Well, it's because nobody actually, while they may talk about interoperability, nobody's actually committed to it. And I think that's maybe what is different about us. And you have to keep in mind, Eric, that you know we bought these assets. CSI is our is our publicly traded parent company. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harris is one of the divisions of CSI, and and Harris bought these assets because we will keep them forever. We never divest the assets we buy ever. Uh, And because we'll own the business forever, we have to have a long horizon view of how we're gonna do this. And that long horizon view, again, is focused on what do clients really need? So rather than talk about interoperability, right? what we have to do is make sure that we create a product and set of products that has an infrastructure that allows for data to come in and go out relatively easily. Yes. Because then that makes it easy to upgrade. It makes it easy to, as in it, we're never gonna be great at optometry. It's just, we're never gonna be great at that, right? But you can see my glasses, like lots of people need ophthalmologists and, and they have to go somewhere to get that treatment. And what happens there has to somehow make its way into that patient's health history. We have to be committed, and we are 100% committed to make sure that we play nice with others and make sure that it's all about that data and that data flow. Nice. Okay. Um, You mentioned your clients a minute ago. Uh, What do your clients tell you that they value most about their relationship with Altero? Well, I think in the beginning, there was a lot of concern around what does this mean, right? Acquisitions often are uh, create fear, uncertainty, and doubt in the market, and there was a fair amount of that. Uh, I think what I've heard now after 18 months is tonally they see a difference in terms of responsiveness. The fact that we talk about uh, our ability to respond quickly inefficiently the fact that we often i often talk with ceos about our 10 core values at harris and how those aren't words on posters we have in offices those are actually the the filters through which we pass every decision we make this is just what we do and some people maybe have been surprised that fundamentally we focus on those things uh that we are in the service business and therefore we need to be great service providers our aspiration right now is to be insanely great for our clients, not just good, but insanely great. And we're not there yet. But I think what we're hearing from clients is, oh, we are seeing the progress and we're getting some traction around that. And look, let's face it, not everybody in the space cares about being insanely great. I'm not sure uh, when we bought these assets, that was their focus. In fact, I'm sure it wasn't. Uh, top line growth will come, uh, right? This is the old, uh, if you do things right, your clients will continue to be your clients and you'll add more clients. That's our focus. It's been the way, sort of the CSI Harris best practice playbook, right? Invest in your people. We have three pillars at at Harris. One is people, which is your staff and your clients. 
One is operational excellence. Let's be a little bit better today than we were yesterday. And those two things lead to the third pillar, which is growth. And that's how you build a business that lasts forever. But that business has to be based on a foundation of something. And that foundation at, at Altera is our 10 Harris core values. They're, they're simple, right? Things like bad news doesn't get better with time or understand reality and make difficult decisions. Right? These are uh, these are some of our core values, but uh, they really work, right? And they've worked for over 100 vertical market software companies at Harris, almost 1,000 at CSI. It's why our uh, CAGR, compounded annual growth rate for the CSI stock, since we went public 17 years ago, uh, has averaged at 37.4%. To put that in perspective, that's better than Apple, Google, and Amazon, and a whole bunch of other folks. Why? because this is what we do, right? We keep it simple. We focus on serving. Uh, we live our core values every day. And over time, you get to where clients say, wow, they're really a partner, which people love to use that word, but not many vendors live that. Uh, we, on the other hand, believe in that wholeheartedly. Yeah, it's become one of the defining uh, uh, definitions maybe of innovation now. A lot more partnerships, a lot more collaborations. Uh, a lot of companies see that as 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 how to to, to keep going in what is very a, a very volatile healthcare mm -hmm. industry right now. And let's talk about the evolution a little bit sure. um, of Altera and of of the uh, the marketplace. Um, in terms of industry trends and innovation, you know, how is Altera addressing issues like AI and and some of the newer technologies that are coming up? Well, you know. It's another buzzwords, right? AI, machine learning, it's on the bingo sheet. Uh, look, do we all want to leverage data to help us be more efficient? Of course. My question around AI is always, well, what do you want it to do? Right? So will a physician ever want AI to make the decision for them on which course of care is right? No, that's not what physicians want. Can we, though, provide the data and aggregate that data into some insights that help the physician make good decisions? Yes. Can we use AI to automate manual back office tasks or other things? Of course. Right. So I think it's always, you know, my question isn't uh, to folks when they say, what are you doing about AI? My question is always, well, what do you want it to do? Because it can do lots of we can do lots of things with data and harmonizing that data and then algorithms that help take that harmonized data and give you some insights. But it's not AI that's going to make right healthcare better. It's how you leverage it to do things more efficiently, uh, faster, more economically, which is absolutely the key driver right now in the healthcare market, right? You have hospitals and health systems operating on these razor thin margins. How can we help them using machine learning and AI to automate some things that make them help them move faster? It's not about eliminating jobs or anything like that, not at all. It's really just about what do you need it to do that right now you do manually that we can help you with? And then it evolves over time. Uh, I think you have to be mindful, particularly with HIPAA, around data and how you aggregate, harmonize data while also making sure that you, you know, scrub it to keep it from violating anybody's privacy. We're 
absolutely 100% focused on privacy and data security at, at Altera because once that Pandora's box gets opened, you can't close it. So to me, AI is all about what can we, what do you need? You know, what are you looking to improve on? How can we leverage the tools in technology to do that? Whether that's AI, machine learning, RPAs, right? Whatever, it doesn't really matter. It's all about the result at the end, which is, did we help you be more efficient and effective? Yeah. So how about some of these other new ideas, technologies coming out? Virtual care has really exploded since the pandemic. Uh, the use of telehealth, the digital health tools and remote patient monitoring. How is how is Altera positioning itself for some of these new ideas coming up? Again, I, I think, you know, you have to be adaptable as a service provider. And so if you're providing products and services to someone who says, hey, I'm a mid-market hospital, but I have remote patient care and we do that virtually we do that with uh, remote monitoring uh right oh okay how do we help you do that again what what tools can we leverage to do that we can do that but you know there are other things like uh, ambient technology uh one of the businesses i ran at harris was an operating room uh system uh healthcare system and the challenge right everybody wanted to talk about ambient listening you ever been in an or <laughs> it's, pretty, it's a pretty noisy place. Yeah. And so the idea of ambient technology didn't really work in an OR, uh, particularly when lots of surgeons uh, like to have music blasting while they're doing their procedures, right? So it, it's, again, for me, not about what's the latest and greatest buzzword technology, but what are you trying to accomplish as a healthcare system? How do we help you do that? If you have lots of remote patients can we do remote monitoring? Can we do uh, virtual care? Absolutely, right? We have all the tools already embedded in the products to be able to do that and and the ability to move that data around so that the clinician has the right data at the right place at the right time to make the right decision. So uh, can we do all those things? Yes. Are we investing in that? Yes, but we're investing driven by where the client needs us to invest as opposed to, you know, folks in other places who believe, well, if I build it, they will come. That, that, that's not true. Uh, and I think our clients are surprised maybe over the last 18 months at the fact that we've stopped talking about the next shiny new thing mm -hmm. and really focused on how can we serve you? And you know, I recognize it's the technology space and everybody likes to talk about cutting edge technology. I was at, a, uh, at the Wobi uh, conference in New York City two weeks ago and um, watched someone, Pierre Diamandis, present mm -hmm. on basically how uh, we can now generate spare parts for our bodies with skin grafts and all these other, you know, we're all going to live to be 200 and all kinds of right, replace body parts. And that's cool, a little scary, but interesting. Mm -hmm. That's not us. Right. What we want to be is a great provider. We want to be responsive. We want to make sure that our products are solid, that they work. Uh, we want to make sure that we are driving great value. And as you do that, leveraging whatever technology you need to do, if you view yourself as a healthcare company, uh, that's how you get there. And I think our clients are now seeing that it is fundamentally different than what they were used to prior to acquisition. And that's actually okay. Yeah, it, uh, an interesting uh, parallels to keep the human element in in the technology. 
That's right. That's right. Which brings me to the last uh, question. It's kind of, I always do this in a podcast, a looking forward question. Um, you know, how you see the company evolving in this climate. And this climate includes, oh, well, the uh, the economy right now, um, some of the healthcare policy coming out of uh, Washington, D.C., an upcoming uh, election that may may uh, throw a monkey wrench into some things, uh, and yeah, and an emphasis on cybersecurity as well. You know, how do you see Altera evolving with all of these pressures coming in from all different angles? That's a fair question, Eric. And look, my crystal ball's at the shop, so I, I can't tell you. Uh, I can't predict the future. I, I can tell you though that. One of the keys to success in all of our businesses at Harris and CSI is uh, we're pretty adaptable, right? You have to be flexible. Again, understand your reality, make difficult decisions. Uh, understanding and learning is another one of our core values, right? You have to be curious. You can't. What worked today may not work tomorrow. You have to understand what do clients need and how do we get there? I think right now I see us evolving in the bin market where Clients are operating on these razor thin margins. They need to be able to do more with less. They need to make sure they get a value for what they're uh, buying and using. They need to make sure that they deliver great care. And they also need to make sure that they're maximizing the charge capture for that care. Uh, You'd be amazed at how much accounts receivable gets washed away every year at the end of the year because hospitals can't collect on it, Um, right? Look, Payers jobs are not to pay. That's the job. Right. And so the hoops that the federal government and the payers require the hospitals and, and healthcare providers to jump through to get paid, it's a little bit scary. So how can we help there make that process faster, more efficient so they can get paid for the work that they do? Right. This is like you, you bring your car to the shop and they replace your transmission, and then they try to bill you for it, right? When you go to the hospital, you get the care first, and they get reimbursed on the back end. We've got to make sure that they get reimbursed for everything they're doing and make sure that that reimbursement is easy and seamless, and that cycle where the payer wants to deny things gets tighter and tighter, and so denials get fewer and fewer. We catch everything in the front end, and so that cycle spins faster. So they're collecting on that, right? More than more than 50% of U.S. hospitals in 2023 will write off more than $50 million in AR at the end of the year. What could a hospital do with an additional $50 million? How can we help them capture as much of that as possible? I think we have the tools not only at Altera, but across Harris with some of our other businesses, ADS and Resolve, uh, to name a few, that we can really help maximize that charge capture, which run helps the hospital run better and provides better care, right? Rather than focusing just on the point of care for the clinician, how about we help the hospital generate that revenue and therefore be able to invest more in better and better care? Yes. And in this, this economy, when you've got so many more healthcare companies joining the fray and you know, the Amazons and the Googles and so on and so forth, the Walmarts, and it is, it is, it's it's crucial that hospitals, you know, maintain and and move forward with their with their IT investments. Yeah. Well, we want to be somebody that uh, a hospital health system invests in and says, boy, that was worth every penny. We're not there yet, 
but that is our aspiration, right? Because we know that if we can get to that point uh, where everyone sees value in what we do to deliver for them, then good things will happen for us. Growth will happen for us. Everything else comes as a byproduct of that. Right. Okay. Marcus Perez, thank you very much for joining us today on this podcast. You bet. Really appreciate you having me, Eric. You have a good day. Thanks. You too. And thank you for listening to the Health Leaders Podcast. We'll be back next Tuesday with more healthcare industry insights.